Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bird Show. You can only consider yourself real friends when you can call each other out, be brutally honest with each other. Kristen, it's time for you to get a little closer with Mo. Maurice Mitchell. Wow. Wow, you got both, dude. I, I mean, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in trouble. I just have a question for you. Okay. Calling it to the mat. I want to know something about you and your relationship. You had a very difficult decision to make this past weekend about whether you're going to go to New York mm-hmm. and see your girlfriend and her friends mm-hmm. or go out to Vegas and see a big boxing fight, right? Right. And you chose to go to New York and see your girlfriend and her friends. Right. When are we going to get to meet her? <gasps> Ooh. I met her. You did? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Birds met her. When did you get to meet her? Uh, at Pink. The Pink Show. Oh. she. Music oh, Midtown. Because you were leaving and they were walking in late. Uh, kind of. Yeah. yeah she, we ran into each other. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, you guys were getting some liquor. Yeah, we were. I mean, it was, the plan was for her to meet everybody there, but I just didn't see y'all that day. So I would imagine probably the Christmas party. <gasps> oh, damn. What? What? It's, it's so kind of exciting. a big deal. It's like, yeah, it's like meeting family. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. That's why it was okay, such well a now, big deal. Now I don't know if it's a good idea. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're because it was, it's obviously, it, it it's a big deal to meet the friends. It's a big deal to meet family, but it's also a big deal to meet friends um, and to meet colleagues. <laughs> so when you went to, you know, New York to meet her, her people, uh, I'm like, when does she get to meet your people? Yeah, I would, I mean, that was my plan okay. to bring her. I didn't even, and it's funny because y'all are saying like, it's a big deal. And I genuinely didn't think anything of it. I was just thinking to myself, well, yeah, if she's in town, because yeah. that's the only reason y'all haven't met her yet. It's just because she doesn't live here, so I don't yeah. see her all the time. But yeah, if she's in town, which I believe she will be, I would certainly bring her. I think it's interesting that Kristen is considering herself and us your people. Like we're, we're some of his people. His people are his family. Well, I know. <laughs> yes, I said. You ain't his people. Listen to <laughs> me. Don't did you jump even, into his people like definition. Um, did you even listen to the words that came out of my mouth? I, I said to all of them. I said your family obviously is first priority, mm-hmm. but then you have your friends and colleague, which are more of your people, and I would consider us some people. <laughs> Somewhere in the your people. Your people, I'm the people, you're a people, we're a people. I'm just going to say when I met her, and this will make sense when you meet her, is I think Mo has a type. All right. That's it. Here you think go. Mo what? <laughs> Mo has a type. Oh, he does? She looks very different than my ex, though. So so that has uh, to count for something. Yeah, I guess I was thinking of a different ex. <laughs> <laughs> but I see your point. <laughs> well, now we are very excited yeah. to meet her. Yeah. No, that ain't no problem. Is, okay. she, is she a quiet little thing? Yeah, for sure. Okay. She's definitely like introverted to herself. I mean, she'll come alive at the in the right environment, but she is like that. She's more introverted than me. Wow, really? Yeah, that's be, saying a lot. She wouldn't be nervous about meeting us, would she? I wouldn't say nervous. Um, no, because I feel like the way she handled my family, I thought she was going to be nervous, yeah. and she took right to them. I mean, 
it was, I was like really impressed. Oh, Kristen is way more judgmental than anybody in your family. <laughs> she, needs to, she needs to know that right off the bat. That is probably a fact. Um, <laughs> no, but because I know for some people, when it comes to what we do for a living and being in radio and exposing ourselves and putting our personal lives out there and stuff like that, I know sometimes significant others can have issues with other people on the show because of things we say or how we interact or things that get exposed on the air. No. That's what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> really? Yes. No, she don't listen. So that, okay. that, that has made it a lot easier for me. Every once in a while, she'll listen. But for the most part, I told her, she because she asked me, she was like, I'm, I'm going to listen to every show. I want to support you. And I was like, no, support me by not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Because she doesn't? No. Oh, I really? think that's a plus. Mm-mm. That is a major plus. Major plus. Because the curiosity would kill me because mm. I need to know what you're saying about me. Now, she doesn't have mutual friends that listen to the show also that will tell yes. her what oh, they yeah. heard because that's the worst. That game of telephone is always the worst. Uh, oh, yep, happened to me. It's funny you say that because I've, I've been able to avoid that thus far, but at the baby shower, it came up and oh, then yeah, it started. A lot of her friends were like, oh, we're going to start listening now. Oh, and her family, we're going to start listening now. So I'm like, oh, great. Right. Because by the time it gets back to their friend on what you said, it was nothing near what you said, or the tone of it's different. It's it terrible. Happens every single time. Yeah, that that's been there, done that as well. Abby, you said you you've also experienced it in your in the short time you've been here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll end it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've all we've all, we've all been there. Really? I, yes, but I'm, no. <laughs> that looks as oh. he's I think I know it. <laughs> yeah. But we are very excited to um, meet your lady well, friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So um, I know we don't have too much time here. So do you think that that is, you must think that that's uh, a pot, like two introverts mm-hmm. together probably is a very solid couple then. It works out. I mean, yeah. because a lot of the times if I don't want to go anywhere or if I'm in that kind of a place, it was always tough if I had an extrovert in my mm. life because they always want the opposite. Ah. But she wants the same. But she's not as uh, socially awkward as I am. Like, that part she doesn't have. Like, she's completely fine in social settings. She's comfortable. It's just that if she had a choice, she'd rather be to herself or alone. Got so, it. So I don't think, maybe she's not as introverted as me. Well, now I am excited for the party. I am too. Yeah, I mean, I would have been excited anyway, but <laughs> new blood! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Burt Show. You want answers? Hit us up at theburtshow.com. We got fam all over the country that might be able to help you. Um, she says, so my brother's planning to propose to his girlfriend, which is awesome, but he's going to propose with a fake diamond. His logic behind it is that nobody will be able to tell the difference. So what's the harm? Can a woman immediately tell the difference? I don't know if immediately, because you're so wrapped mm-hmm. up in emotion of the proposal, but I think if you give her a couple of days, oh, it yeah. might start to register that that puppy's not real. She'll figure it out. Yeah, I think so. I am curious, if we were going to open up the Burt Show Book of Records here, who had a ring the longest amount of time not knowing it wasn't a real diamond? Like you found out mm-hmm. years later. one eight five five Burt Show. Because if you remember... Forever ago, we brought a jeweler in, and there was real jewelry and fake jewelry, and you all tested me, and I got every single one of them right. That's right. Mm -hmm. You sure did. Um, So continuing with the email, um, his logic is nobody will be able to tell the difference, so what's the uh, harm? But he's not planning on telling her it's fake. Man, this is a tough way to start a marriage Mm -hmm. here, man. But he's not going to say it's real either. He figures as long as it looks good and she likes it, the details shouldn't even matter. I had a chat with him, playing the devil's advocate, and asked if he's going to be honest about the ring's authenticity after the proposal. Nope. He's keeping it quiet. 
His argument is that if the ring is pretty and she's happy with it, why complicate things by revealing the truth? Oh, bruh. Uh, I'm kind of torn about this. On one hand, I get the whole sentiment. Love is what matters, right? I know the value of the ring shouldn't dictate the value of the relationship. I'm sure his girlfriend feels the same way, but I also think it's shady not to be honest. She's obviously going to assume it's real. Am Mm -hmm. I wrong? That's the problem. The assumption is that it's real, and he's starting the engagement off on deception. Yeah. I agree. I wish I could see it differently, but I mean, I get that you you feel like it should be about the love, but at the same time, if it's about the love, then you shouldn't have to lie to her, and you're leading with deception. And down the line, you just don't know that she's going to come across finding out if it's real or not, if mm-hmm. she goes to get it cleaned or whatever the case, and then now you have to explain that. I just don't think it's worth it in the end. Oh, you when you get a ring, like if if, if you get an engagement ring, you go get it appraised and you get insurance on it. See? Yeah, no, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the insurance on that? Could be like $10 yeah. a year. <laughs> yeah, it's, to me, it's not about what he is or isn't proposing with. It's the fact that he's going into this immediately st- starting off with a lie. Like, you're going to assume that she isn't going to care enough about this ring, that she's just going to go along with it. I got to tell you, if you propose to her with like cubic zirconia or something, that stuff scratches. Like, there's a reason why people get gemstones. It's because they last a long time and they hold up. Also, I want to do confessions of a jeweler because I wonder how many times a woman's been in a jewelry store getting her ring appraised and they have to tell her and break the news to her it's not real. This was a whole TikTok series too if I remember correctly where um, high schoolers were bringing in these jewelers and they were having their teachers take the jeweler take a look at the teacher's rings and half of them were finding out that they're not real in class. Wow. That's harsh. (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. (laughs) It was rough. Uh, I also think this is sort of um, if he's looking at this situation with this attitude, I think it's it's sort of how he's going to look at other things in the relationship, too. He's just kind of dismissive. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Maddie, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. I feel like she definitely needs a real diamond because part of what makes it special is knowing that your man worked and saved that money mm. so that he could buy you that diamond. And... Also, that goes for things in a, the rest of the marriage. Like, if he just going to be like, well, let's just half-ass everything. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Half everything because we can do it the easy way. We can do it the cheap way out. Or mm-hmm. That's definitely a major turnoff. So you would rather him wait, work harder. You have more respect for him working to get something authentic rather than doing it quickly with something that's fake. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to buy something that you can afford. And even if you were like adamant about proposing, propose mm-hmm. and be like, listen, this isn't the real ring, but I can't wait to be with you. But I promise to give you something worthy of our relationship. Good morning, Tiffany. You're part of the Bird Show. Hey, so my sister actually has been married for seven, eight years, and she still doesn't know her ring is fake. Oh, like, I was a jeweler. I was a jeweler and I like looked at her ring one time and I was like, you know, your ring's fake. And she goes, no, it's not. He told me it's real and he's had papers and everything to prove it. But her ring is fake. How many years was that? Seven or eight years, I think. Oh, yes. oh my God. And you even like busted him and she refuses to believe yeah. you, the sister who's oh, yeah. a legitimate jeweler. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to believe what you want to believe. Yeah. 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 The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz.
Cardi B is clapping back at Kanye West for dissing her in previously unreleased footage by using his own interview against him. So this documentary of Kanye West was reportedly filmed in like 2018. It was never released, but now it's making the rounds on social media and for good reason because there's a part where he's on the phone and he's going on this whole rant about how Cardi B is just this industry plant. Cardi B is a plant by the Illuminati. She don't write her raps. She's just there to like sound as ignorant as possible and just and then make songs like him and then get some money. Yeah. You know, she has literally replaced, you know, Nicki Minaj purposely that they put her there. And now she doesn't know what to do. And she's just she has no idea what the f going on. She thinks it's just a blessing from the universe. There ain't no blessing from the universe. She didn't replace Nicki Minaj. Those two can coexist. Mm, can they? <laughs> yeah. they? They really haven't been able to, have they? I you don't think so? I think that's such a shame that there's only room for one like female rapper. Come on now. It kind of goes like that. I don't, really? I, yeah. I don't know why. Um, I, I feel like in a lot of genres, like even in comedy, it seems like they'll always say it has to be one. It can't be two. And the same thing in music. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think that she was put in that position to replace her. No, no. I, I don't I don't think that at all. The other part he said about her being a plant is interesting because a lot of people do believe that. But if if I'm Cardi, I mean, with what Kanye has been through and what his uh, credibility has become, yeah. I, I wouldn't even respond to this. Let's get into this industry plant thing here, because this is a new term that was brought to me, I think, by Abby when we were talking about Bobby. Yeah, we were talking about this new interviewer who has a podcast called um, The Really Good Podcast. Her name is Bobby Althoff. And she kind of came out of nowhere. Although if you look at her TikTok, I mean, she has a bunch of followers, so it doesn't totally look like it came out of nowhere. But one day she just popped up with this Drake interview mm -hmm. and so everybody in the comments is like mm, industry plant and then she gets signed by like William Morris who yes. has like a whole bunch of A-listers and all of a sudden all these A-listers want to talk to her so she's been called like she didn't earn it Okay. So they just kind of plopped her in and made it appear as though her stuff was organic when it really wasn't. And I guess that's what they're referring to when they say industry plant with Cardi B. Also. Okay. Yeah. I'm picking up on what the term is, but mm -hmm. I don't feel that from her. I think she on Love and Hip Hop was just such, I mean, she was a character and people loved her and it just kind of, it grew from that. No, I agree. And I do think Cardi is just being herself. Mm -hmm. I, I think Kanye is more so speaking to the fact that. So a lot of people believe that they will take certain acts within uh, the black community once they get to, and only allow them to become a certain height because of their personality in ways where like they want you to believe that black people behave this way. The masses of black people behave this way. So they'll only let select artists mm. actually reach a certain height mm. because they want you to always believe that black people tend to behave the way that Cardi does. Uh -huh. So he's saying that they pushed her more so for that reason than for her actual talent or her ability to make music. Now, keep in mind, uh, Kanye is also the guy that said that Kris Jenner's boyfriend is CIA. <laughs> And was spying on the family. And, like, he's not even a legit person. He was just strictly CIA. So, I mean, it's con this is coming from Kanye. Let's remember. He's he's a little excessive with some of his takes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And I wonder, like, who was he talking to that he was even giving this information to somebody in the first place? And can we, like, normalize not pitting people against each mm -hmm. other? And, like, there's, like... 
more in this instance is better. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I know it's so mm-hmm. annoying because people will do that with, again, artists like Beyonce and Taylor Swift because when Beyonce announced her, rena- well, she hasn't announced it yet, but with when the idea, the fact that the Renaissance World Tour might be coming to theaters like Taylor Swift, got so annoyed. There was like this group of people who were like, well, Beyonce's copying Taylor Swift. I'm yeah. like, who cares? I'm so excited to see both. Like, why are we mad that more content is coming mm-hmm. our way? Is it because their styles are so similar and they're from like sort of the same part of the country also? I think it's more so that the um, the magnitude of, of them as acts. I think because Beyonce is so big and so beyond everyone else in her genre mm-hmm. in the black community. And I think the same thing for Taylor Swift, that it's like barbershop talk. You can't allow mm-hmm. both of them to be great. You have to, com- mm-hmm. you have to force them to compete. Well, Cardi B is actually just kind of brushing off this whole Kanye thing. I think she kind of feels the same way we do where it's kind of like okay well at this point like Kanye really doesn't have that much credibility so when all this came out she decided to just use his own interview against him and post it in response and my cousins were saying come by here yesterday but I was finishing you're working I was finishing that verse for your girl you know what I mean like I always believed in her since since she was on the show period so she, he was talking about Cardi B in that instance, basically basically being like, okay, so in the public eye, you're fine with supporting me, but behind closed doors for this documentary, you're going to talk smack? Mm. Mm, all right, I see you. Good response. Very unlike Cardi, not to get too spicy, but I'm kind of here for it. The Burt Show. Very rough weekend for one Burt Show member and could have been a very serious weekend. Uh, we'll tell you about it here in just a second. Um, so this is a dude that's got so many videos. He is a white dude that has a um, black wife and is constantly learning different lessons and learning about culture differences, right? <laughs> this one caught all of our attention. Things I've learned being married to a black woman, number one, the question, do I look like a fool, is not actually a question. This is a mistake you make one time because there will not be a next time. In fact, I am blessed and highly favored to even be here today. Number two, bathing with a rag. I used to just take a bar of soap and rub it directly onto my skin. Turns out that does almost nothing. Also, apparently you're supposed to wash your legs. I thought the running water took care of that. It doesn't. And number three, letting dogs lick your face is disgusting. Looking back, this is 100% clear, but it's kind of like the twist ending in a movie. When you rewatch it, it's pretty obvious he was dead the entire time. You just needed someone to point it out. All facts. I didn't realize that white people had these kind of hygiene problems. I, I didn't either. Until recently. Dogs have cleaner tongues than people, fun fact. So not it's not that, that dirty. I, I mean, either. I got three and I love them. They ain't kissing me on the mouth. Mm-mm. Ain't no way. Then there was the video a couple of days ago that I saw online of the woman saying that uh, she was giving advice. And she's like... Um, when you give your child its weekly bath. Oh, I saw that too. Oh. 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 White, white woman. Weekly yeah. bath. Weekly. What? Yeah. There, there, it was a stitch and a black woman comes in and she's like, excuse me? <laughs> week, excuse, excuse me? Once a week. No, absolutely. Uh-uh. For a record, white woman with a kid, we don't do a weekly bath. Although, we actually do a nightly bath unless I'm tired. I did share this with Cassie, whose heritage is from England. And she's like, well, you know, Americans, they, they bathe too much. No. Now, for infants, I, that's a different story. There is there is a lot. There's a rule that as far as infants, you don't want to bathe them too much. But if you got a toddler that's in school and sweating, you're and nasty. He, he he. Trust me, I smell him. He needs a bath every night. Nasty. I did not say Americans bathe too much. I said if you look up the American Academy of Dermatologists, they will tell you 
if you're not sweaty or dirty, okay, obviously you need a bath. But if you're not, it's okay to have less because no. it's better for your skin. That's no. Nope. Well, if you're no. going to the gym and sweating and getting dirty, of course you need a bath. But if you're just like sitting on your couch watching naked and afraid or whatever, <laughs> you probably don't need to scrub a dub dub. But at some point or another, you're going to go outside and even walk. Maybe you're going to walk to your car. Maybe you're going to walk around somewhere, right? So I'm not necessarily like getting super, super sweaty, but I got dirt all over me. Well, how do you have dirt all over you? What are you walking through, like, a you're ditch? Outside. Just being outside. Yeah. Like, I can't get in my right in my bed, directly in my bed without a shower if I come from outside. 100%. Even if I just walked around the corner. Uh-huh. I, I got to get in the shower. It, uh-huh. it is so interesting, because I don't feel that way, but once I get home, I can't wear my outside clothes inside, and I have to change. It's the same thing. It feels different. You got I don't it on know your why. skin, man. Same I'm thing. clean. The clothes are not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Katie. What? It's going to have been a very tragic weekend. Yeah. Um. So... I was involved in a car accident, and um, it was an interesting uh, series of events. So this happened last week after Mo and I finished recording our podcast together in the moment. And Mo and I were hanging out. It was a great time, and I introduced him to oysters. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Wasn't that your first oyster? Well, my first, it was fried, right? Is, was that the difference? Uh-huh. Grilled? Yeah, grilled. It was the first grilled oyster. Okay. It was really good. Okay, question, because we're in a studio and typically, if you're going to eat any kind of oyster that's been cooked, you need to eat it immediately. Did you get this, like, carry-out or to-go? No, 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 no. We sat down and ate. Oh! Yeah, we sat down and ate. Oh, no, so no, you no, didn't no, do no, this, no, no. like, on the podcast no, in this the moment. After. You yeah, no, 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 no. went somewhere and actually ate at a restaurant. Okay. Right. Yeah, I was like, that, <laughs> no, no, no. You don't do oysters to-go. Like, that's just, <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> so we, we sat down, we ate, um, and then my friends were hitting me up. They're like, hey, we're about to, you know, hang out. You want to meet us? And I was like, okay, cool. I'll meet you all. So I leave from hanging out with Mo, and as I'm headed to go meet my friends, I'm on like this little back road and I'm in the right lane and this car in the left lane comes speeding past me and I can see they're trying to merge into my lane and cut me off. And so I'm like, oh no, this is not gonna be good, right? So I'm trying to avoid them because they're already coming in my lane. They're coming in my lane and boom, they swipe, side swipe me. And me trying to avoid making it worse, I veer off the road into a tree. <sighs> and then that car kept going. Oh, okay. They say it was a hit and run. Yeah. Your license plate or anything? No, it was so fast. Everything happened so fast, and that's like the you, one thing I wish I could relive and do. What's the description of the car? It's like a. It was like a white Toyota, uh, like oh, I know that too. Corolla or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like a a really small car, and as soon as it happens, I end up in like this tree, and my car is just up on the curb. Oh uh, man! And my car is like tripping, and so the first thing I'm thinking is like, okay, well maybe it's not that bad, right? It's not that bad. So you I get side out. swiped into a tree and you're like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> you try to get back on the road like nothing happened. <laughs> I try to reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out my car and from the size that I can see, I'm like, well, maybe I could figure out a way out of this tree, right? That was dumb. And so I have this app on my phone called Life 360. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And it lets you know, like, your location, speed, how fast you're going, hard stops, all that stuff. It has crash detection mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's great it, if you have kids. Like, both my kids, well, one of the kids doesn't have a car anymore. Um, my 16-year-old has it on his car, so I know exactly. It also shows you phone pickups. 
Mm-hmm. So you know how many times they've been on their phone. It's a great app. Wow. Everything is on there. And so it also, with crash detection, it will notify your emergency contacts if you've been in a car accident. But no one told me, I didn't know, I hadn't been in a car accident, that it sounds like the Amber Alerts, you know, like that oh. go off on your phone. <laughs> so then out of nowhere, my phone and my watch just starts buzzing. Hey, you was in a car accident. You was in a car accident. Alert, alert, alert. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> and it's just buzzing and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm trying to shut it up. I'm like, no, my mom's about to call me. No, 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 no. So I'm panicking. So right now I'm in panic mode. And to this day, um, after I told my friends what I did, they're upset about my first call. So I panic. I turn off my phone. I get back in the car. I'm trying to figure out what to do. You I turned don't your know. phone off? Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Well, I oh turned off the, the notification, not my phone, the oh, notification okay. of the okay. alert from Life360. Yeah, I was yeah. about to be Katie. I turn it off and then I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Who do I call? All right. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on one second before you tell us who you called. You were just sideswiped by another car, pushed into a tree. That person took off as a hit and run. Who's the first person you call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. <laughs> Both Idiots. of you need to go home. Idiots. Um, <laughs> Who's the first person you call? CEO lawyer? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the second person you call? 911. Okay, who do you call? 911. Who do you call? My dad, which is the same thing. Uh, not- <laughs> you call the police. You call 911. Nope. You call Tommy and say you're not coming to work. <laughs> Tommy was your first call. Are you serious? What, what is wrong with you? I respect that. I was like, I'm I not really- coming to work. Oh my gosh, I got to let Tommy know. <laughs> and then I was like, is your computer okay? Can you still work tomorrow? <laughs> and I'm like, it's trapped in my car. Oh, and no. so I was just freaking out. And then hmm. thankfully my friends noticed that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. And they came to the scene. That's how they found oh. me. Hey, my uh, mom called me and I was like blowing her off. My mom did not know until I got home home that it was an accident because I was so calm on the phone. I was like, Mom, everything's okay. She's like, Life360 says that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so thankfully, I'm good. But that was just a scary moment. And no just, doubt. Oh, yeah. Okay, but a crime has occurred. Did you call the, did you alert the authorities? Oh yeah, they magically showed up. I guess they were driving by. I never called 911. <laughs> no, I never called 911. The police showed up. Someone probably called for you because mm-hmm. I've done that on the highway. I've called for somebody else. Or yeah. Tommy might have called after you called him first. <laughs> we, we don't really call the police like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really asking. <laughs> One of the producers of that show, Naked Attraction, answered a question yesterday that made me feel much better about watching the show (laughs) that I've been wondering also. So we've been talking about this show now. You were right. The show is number one now on Max. It's huge. People are so horny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's about horny. I don't think it's about horny. You think people are genuinely, other than you, people are genuinely tuning in to Naked Attraction because they're not feeling a little something. I think that the... I, I might be wrong. I think they're tuning in for comparison uh, for comparison's sake. Really? Like it's a it's a fascinating show for me just because people are so comfortable naked on national TV and the way they're being judged, we are learning like for decades now we've been saying don't judge people on their looks. And this one here is like judge them only on their looks <laughs> and be very vocal about it. And there they are. Totally naked, some shaven, some not, some in better shape than others, but these are real bodies, right? So for me, it's like more mm. of a comparison than anything else. Yeah, for when I watched the one and only episode that I have watched, 
um, unlike somebody else over here who was diving in multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I was just so bored yesterday. I'm like, what am I going to watch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm season one. He's the reason it's number one on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the last thing I felt in all the emotions or feelings was, was horny. Um, right. I had genuine Agreed. curiosity. Um, I found a fascination with people who are so comfortable yes. with being naked because I am not one of those. Yes. I'm actually kind of envious by that that comfortableness in your own skin. It's actually something to be envied. And the critiques, mm-hmm. like that to me is just bananas. <laughs> and I mean, these people know what, like they're signing up for the show. They're, they know what they're putting themselves up for. The whole thing as an experiment is just fascinating. I mean, in some of the critiques, the women are like, Legit, we've told you guys before. They like will get down in a stance where they can get really, really close to the dude's penis, <laughs> and then they start judging it right to him. Like, oh my god, that's the smallest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then they kick him off the show, and the guy has to come out there and face her, like face to face, after she just like judged him like that. Well, what about the guy that got kicked off because he was too big? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's where I'm going with this. One of the producers, because I was wondering about this, especially the white guys, right? Um, it's a little educational also because we found out in the first episode that in the flaccid stage, the average size is 3.6, 3.4 or 3.6 inches in the flaccid stage. Some of these white dudes on the show, when they're showing them, are way more than 3.6 inches. And I was wondering, are they like fluffing themselves? <laughs> Or these guys just naturally gifted that they found out. And one of the producers in an interview yesterday said, we think so. We can't really see what's going on back there. So when they're in that door, how do you even explain it? It's a box, right? If they have their booties facing the camera, you can sort of... The producers can see them doing something down there. Just give themselves a little uh, bit more blood down like there. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, more blood. Yeah. Just, you know, flick it a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. <laughs> Just them up a little something. It's funny because I didn't question the black dudes, but I was definitely questioning the white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> something's not right. Something's not right here. <laughs> All right, Cassie. Am I the a-hole? Is she the a-hole for choosing her cat over her boyfriend? I'm 22 and my boyfriend's 23 and our cat is two years old and I love her with all all of my heart. I say our cat, but really, she's mine. She's lived with me her entire life. I've taken care of her. She loves me so much, and you can really tell. She cuddles with me every night when I go to sleep, and I love her with my whole heart. Abby, side note, does Della cuddle with you every night? It depends. Like, when I go away for a trip, if I'm gone for the weekend, the next night, she will not leave my side. Every night after that, she wants nothing to do with me. (laughs) So a cuddly cat like that is a big sign that the cat loves you. It's a big sign because it takes a lot for them to show affection, I guess. Two nights in a row. (laughs) Two nights in a row, then you're really lucky. (laughs) My boyfriend recently came to me with the idea to travel to Australia for a year, two years from now. We live in the United States, and I love this idea. I was completely on board, and I told him that I want to go. However, if I can't bring my cat, then I'm not doing it. Well, I just found out that I can't bring her because of what breed she is, so I don't want to go anymore. It simply is just no longer an option for me, point blank. And I told my boyfriend this. He asked me if he applies to jobs there and gets offered one that I wouldn't move with him, and I told him, no, I wouldn't. And then he proceeded to tell me that he would break up with me at that point if that happened, because he thinks I'm prioritizing the cat over my life, my living experiences, and our relationship. I said, I have no issue with traveling and leaving my cat for like a month. I've done that once before, but a whole year without her would break my heart. She's basically my baby. 
I don't feel like I'm really that crazy with my pet, but do I just leave my pet behind and move to Australia for a year? Or do I stand my ground and maybe only travel once a month somewhere? Hmm. So am I the a-hole for choosing my cat over my boyfriend and my experiences in life? Or is he the a-hole for expecting me to drop something that I love so much to travel? Hmm. Now, when he was said like, you know, you wouldn't move there. If I got a job and you wouldn't move there, I think she should be commended. She made a commitment to another living thing Mm. and she's not going to just drop it and get rid of it when he knows this breed is not allowed in the country. So it's not feasible. It's not possible. Now, as far as traveling there for a year, um, that is because we're all about the experiences and like taking those chances and do it, you know, like, you know, making the most of it. Um, I think I would see if I could find somebody that was also a cat lover that would be willing to watch my cat for a year and I could still like FaceTime her and stuff like that and then and then come back because I don't think she's going to forget you after a year. I don't think either of them are the a-hole, but I, I know if I were in his position, I would never ask somebody to leave their pet for a year. Mm. I just wouldn't do that. People are serious about their pets, they and are. I think that's okay. There's nothing mm. wrong with that. So, I mean, yeah, I do think she should try to find a way to do both, and she can have somebody care for the cat, but I definitely don't think she's an a-hole for saying, I'm, I'm not going to leave my cat for a year. Yeah, I think he's prejudiced against cats, because I don't think <laughs> you would ever ask anybody to do this if they had a dog, and I don't know what the difference is if people mm. just think cats are independent, so you should be more comfortable leaving them, but I mean, the, my cat sees, I, I spend the most time out of anybody with my cat. And so for me to pack up and leave her for a year would not be some little thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Kristen, to to your point, I think I would do the same thing. Like living in Australia would be sick for only a year. But if it was longer than that, like you can't ask somebody to just make a permanent decision for, their, you know, their, you can't get rid of your cat that easily. It's not like just giving, giving up a goldfish. It's, it's meaningful. I'm going to sound really insensitive. I just don't put humans and pets on the same level. I'm they're, with you. I don't. They're um, not. They're not. And um, as much as I loved my dog, Riggins, uh, if I had an opportunity to follow my love somewhere, then I'm going to find the right home for him and then come back in a year. But it would not stop me from going to a different country. Yeah. And that's what I said. I mean, I would go. I would find somebody loving. But if he, like, he heard that and he's like, well, if I get a job there... Well, well, now all of a sudden you're contemplating getting a job there? Like, come mm-hmm. on now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think either of them are a-holes, but if I were the boyfriend, I would be so hot hurt that the damage would be That's it. beyond repair. Really? There's no way. You, cho- you chose your cat over our potential future together. And we're talking about a cat. It's not a child. But I respect her decision. Like, that is that cat is so important to mm-hmm. her. So I think at that point, I'd be like, even though I love you, our lives are not compatible, and that's okay. And I, but just... Somebody choosing a cat of two years over me, I would, my ego would never recover. But Your lives you are just could. not compatible. Oh. Oh. oh, that's the genius one. Yeah. Oh. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know if this was the line we should have chosen. What is going Woo! on? It has just happened in the studio. I looked up well on the machine. What is happening? It's all a thing to be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) What just happened? All right. So, you know how Abby was talking about things she finds endearing about football? 
and that she loves touchdown dances. Yeah. So yesterday when she brought it up and we were putting it on the schedule, I was like, we should come up with a touchdown dance anytime somebody says something really funny in studio. Seriously. And that was it? Yeah, that was it. We did the wave. If you didn't see touchdown. It. You really led with, oh, that's the genius one. Seriously. That was like everything. That really says a lot about this show today. We have obviously have no promo. <laughs> if that was the genius line, we got nothing. I hope we I have a to, video promo today. I was supposed to say, oh, that's hilarious, but I forgot what I was <laughs> You said genius one, and I was waiting for your, like, fault. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's the cue. <laughs> when did all this happen? When I left the studio when earlier? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Taylor Swift has made the NFL hella money over the past two weeks. TickPick reported online that ticket prices saw a 40% price increase. The first game that she was at with the Kansas City Chiefs was the most, most watched program with females, 18 to 49, which is a growth of 63%. This is a demographic that the, that the NFL has been trying to reach mm-hmm. for decades. They don't know how to market to women. Turns out Taylor Swift just needs to date one of their players. Right? <laughs> and what does she get for it? Misogyny, body shaming, and this horrific podcast clip from Barstool Big Cat where he's talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Here's a note. Do not take a drink for every time they say something you should never say about a woman and go. You know what? All right, I'll say this. If Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift release a sex video, I'll consummate this <laughs> this uh, relationship and be like, fine. You guys can have sex. You can be boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't buy it until I see some in Do you think? <laughs> is she pre- I'm saying that right now. Is she pregnant? P and V. I haven't seen her drinking at these games. I saw her drinking some she juice. P and V, otherwise it's drinking, not real. Drinking some juice. Should we demand it? I want to see I want to see P and V. I want to see insertion. I say P P and A. P and A or P and V or P and M. Yeah, I'll take P and M. Good. I'll take P I'll even take uh H on on P. Hand? Yeah, I'll take I'll see you. That's fine. Give us a Lauren Bobbitt. Is that her name? Bobbert. Bobert. Yeah. Give us a Lauren Bobert and I will be like, you know what? These two lovebirds, they can't they can't get their hands off each other. It's fine. Until that happens, I think it's it's fake. And I think it's for clicks. And I think Taylor Swift is using the NFL to try to make her star bigger. I would see some TF. <laughs> I would see some TF. <laughs> I would see TF. <laughs> Max. Uh, the women are appalled. Y'all Except were... Kristen, who was half laughing. No, okay. no, no okay. none of that's funny. None that, that's not funny. Oh, it's only funny okay. when they said she's using the NFL to make her star bigger. That is funny. Um they just giving podcasts away they, nowadays, right? I mean, they're just trying. What he? The only point he was trying to make is he doesn't believe in this whole thing. And that's this fine. Is, you know, barstool sports is guy talk. Oh, no, it's no. strictly like no. stupid. Mm. It's worse than guy talk. It's guy talk. I think it's, better it's of men than, than that conversation. I do too. Yeah. I think way better than men that con- barstool for the longest time. They're just. It's like, it's the lowest of hanging fruit, man. It's the lowest of hanging fruit. And you guys are better than that. You sincerely are. Yeah, you might as well just said boys will be boys. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Now, what I'm saying is, 
I mean, how do I defend a conversation like that? Except he doesn't mean that. What he's trying to do is be funny on a podcast. And what he's saying, yeah, what he's trying to say is that he doesn't believe it. And he's trying to do it in a funny way, which clearly is going to miss the mark with women who aren't his demographic anyway. His mom Mm -hmm. needs to go downstairs to her basement Mm -hmm. and tell him to knock (laughs) off. (laughs) It'd be different if he was like a comedian and he was trying to crack jokes, but that's, he's not a comedian, right? Again, and I don't want to defend the conversation here because clearly it's shock value and it's dark. But that each piece of entertainment, no matter what you're looking at, has a demographic. Okay, mm-hmm. that demographic is for is not for you guys. No, it's not. Uh, all right. <laughs> it, it's for ninth grade boys. And that's who they were making those mm-hmm. jokes for. So in the mainstream ear, hell yes, it's very offensive. I see what you're saying. There's definitely a demo for those types of guys who make those types of podcasts and those types of jokes on their podcasts. And unfortunately, they get a lot of following. It's a it. whole network. It I, is. It's and, a whole network. And I get that. My thing is, how would you feel if they were talking about your mom or sister that way? Oh, I, I, I feel... It's disgusting to me either way. Okay. I would never get on my podcast and talk that way, but there are a lot of podcasts who do it. But I, yeah, I, I think it's other ways to say these things. And like you laugh, but how would you feel about if a woman close to you was being talked like about that, about that way like that? I would not like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 good answer. Good answer. translators working this week. I would not like, <laughs> like that. Okay, just check it. Anyway, what? So you can feel one way or another about that. But what really got me is um, the New York Giants game this week. So they ended up playing a commercial for Taylor's upcoming Eras Tour movie. And instead of just, I don't know, ignoring it because it's a commercial break, the entire incels at the New York Giants fan base decided to boo her. <laughs> It's just an entire stadium of people looking up at the screen and booing her, which Swifties will know is a huge thing for Taylor because in her Miss Americana documentary, she talked about the fact that Kanye West, her like him stealing the VMA from her was so jarring because the entire um, auditorium started booing at her and she thought, it was for her. And so I can imagine her seeing that must have been so triggering. Oh, no. See, that, I'm okay. That was Jets fans. Had she been dating a Jets player, <laughs> they would have cheered her. But because she's dating Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. who plays for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. that's why the Jets, Jets fans are going to boo her. Mm. Well, yeah. Swifties don't feel that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Today is my day to be offended. <laughs> Let me have it. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Thank you, Buzz. This is The Bird Show. Well, I learned a valuable be- lesson. I should not speak for an entire gender. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was right. Maybe I was wrong. But Mo, I think you made the same mistake too. Yeah. So let me ask the three Bird Show listeners that are men to call up right <laughs> now. <laughs> At one eight five five Bird Show and either confirm or deny something that Mo and I said a couple of weeks ago. And if I remember the... Cur- I don't even remember it being the center of the conversation, but I think it went something like the first time that I end up sleeping with a woman, the bar is set really low anyway. So stop taking your pressure off of yourself, thinking that this is going to be some fantastic Netflix experience when the truth of the matter is. And I said this just for myself, like, I want to enjoy it. I know if it's really, really, really bad, but mentally going into it. I'm excited about it, but the bar for really great sex on the first time is not set real high. Yeah, I think rom-coms have ruined us. I think like shows like Bridgerton have ruined us. N- 99% of the time, it's not going to be like that scene, right. that movie scene. Do I think that can happen? Yes, but I think that percentage is very, very low. You can have a decent time, but you aren't going to be having like love-making movie magic. 
it's, it's it's definitely awkward the first time, and I don't. I think it'll always get better. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily expect for it to be like horrible. No, but, of course not. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, it, it won't be what it could become. Exactly, the first time, you're for sure. you're learning each other's bodies yes. for the yes. first time. Absolutely. There's like a yeah. There's just a natural awkwardness. Um, and, and then especially if you're a little too intoxicated, that's not going to help things any better mm-hmm. either. But, well, it could, no. but it could end quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was listening to Jay Shetty's podcast last week, and he had a guest on that really said something that really hit me. Is like, especially when it comes to this, is like, in some cases, you go from us introducing ourselves. Hi, my name's Chris. To us in our most intimate state in just a couple of hours. I don't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. I barely even know your name and you could have lied about that. And here we are doing something super intimate. How can it be really, really great? Right. So I think I said that a couple of weeks ago and Mo confirmed that as well. Then I got this DM from a virtual listener that is really, really hoping that that is the case. And then I'll go to the phones to see if what our theory is true or not that the bar is set low for dudes. Bert, you said something the other day that I want to question you more on, on air or off. I don't care. Just don't use my name. Okay, Stephanie. Uh, (laughs) It's not her name. Uh, I've been seeing a guy for about two months. We haven't slept with each other yet. She writes in capital letters, I'm super scared. He's much more experienced than I am. We've discussed it. I've only been with one other guy. You said the expectation for first sex is always a little low. I'm so nervous about disappointing him that I'm paralyzed to take our relationship to the next level, but I definitely want to. Mm-hmm. I know. So I, from where I stand, he's going to be very, very happy either way, just because it's happening. You're just happy you're getting it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do think, you know, we can regurgitate this, that... He's not expecting some fantastical experience. And I think if you're honest with him about your lack of experience in this area, if you guys are close enough, I think that even brings you more intimate before you get into that position. I want to know the truth. Is she scared about her performance or scared that he might pull some moves that are going to freak her out? No, I think I could be wrong here, but I'm interpreting this as... I'm scared I won't live up to the experiences okay. he's had in the past. That, that's the way I interpret it as well. And um, I'm with you on she should just be honest and upfront about that. And I really think she's in her head. I don't think you have to be concerned with that at all. If anything, especially the fact that child have been building a rapport for two months, um, I think he'll he'll appreciate that. And the ball will kind of be in his court since he's much more experienced and he's aware of that. You just kind of got to do your thing. I, I, I do think he would be happy to be there more than anything else. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I don't want to say it's like a let's get this over experience because it's certainly not. There's an excitement about it. The mm-hmm. newness about it is absolutely exciting. But the actual act itself, I don't think most guys go into that thinking this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, and if, she, and if you get too much into your head, and then you're going to try too hard, and that can like that's the worst thing you can do. So I mean, what what kind of advice can we give her? Because okay, you guys are going to do it, right? <laughs> it's going to happen. You're going to do it, and it's going to be amazing. But what are some mantras we can get her to say to herself? before they actually engage in that activity to help her boost her self-esteem and to boost her morale. Mm -hmm. So she goes in with confidence and not self-doubt and she doesn't try too hard and that she, she knows that it's going to be fine. Well, I think the first thing is what Mo and I have already said, and that's tell them the truth. 
because I think it takes down that fakeness. Mm -hmm. Um, And she won't have the anxiety that I hope he doesn't think I'm as experienced as he is. And if she says, I've only been with one other guy and she tells him that, I think he'll take comfort in that. I agree. On a couple levels. I think, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it'll relieve a lot of the pressure. Because once you tell him that, he has um, he has expectations. His expectations mm-hmm. should be set. And you can kind of literally just be yourself and just kind of let it play out. He's not going to come into it expecting you to be something you're not once you're honest with him. So after that, you just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you need a mantra, just say what I say. When in doubt, pillow princess it out. You don't know what a p- yeah. pillow princess is? No, ma'am. Pillow princess? Yeah. You just For lay real? there. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just lay there? That's yeah. it. Pillow princess. <laughs> you just lay there, huh? That's it. When in <laughs> doubt, pillow princess it he'll, out. He'll, he'll figure it out. I would be looking, even though the bar is set low, I'd be looking for something a little bit more than that. I mean, mm. you're just going to lay You're just literally going to lay there? <laughs> pillow happens. princess, baby. Hmm. It happens. That would, see, that would be, mm, my, that's the only thing that can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is set so low that there. If you're just like, if there's not a lot of interaction in this whole thing, and Man, he's doing all, the, but even if if you there's think, gotta be some, come on, there has to be a little hip motion, like uh, you're do with, the wave. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do that. Uh, maybe, maybe just turn the lights on and off a whole bunch, of really, fast so it looks like you're moving. <laughs> Abby, I think I may have figured out why you aren't getting that second thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mantras. So you would be okay with that? Just like, I'll do all the work here. This time you just like here If it's enjoy. the first time and she was honest with me about um, lacking experience and being in her head about okay, it, okay. I would I would completely be okay with it. I would expect okay. it, actually. You I would take ex- control. You would just do straight-up missionary. Yeah. Keep it very, like, easy-peasy. Ease our way into it. I wouldn't expect her to jump and grab the ceiling fan. Just, <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> just yet. <laughs> Pull out the swing. I'm coming in for the dispel, baby. Get ready. <laughs> now, interestingly enough, time. because guys are probably a little more insecure than we tend to let off, I wonder if when she tells him that she's only been with one guy, I wonder if he secretly starts to feel more pressured about the whole experience. Good. That's a good question. He can take it instead of her. <laughs> well, all he's got to do is be a king. What'd you call it? Princess? Pillow princess. Pillow prince. A pillow oh, princess. Well, that's all he's got to do. Just lay there, dude. <laughs> They're just going to be on their backs next to each other. I just see like her laying there and him just laying there. <laughs> Somebody got to do something. What? I mean, really, just, two B, just two BYU students do not know what to do. Just soak, just soaking it all in. Really what we're talking about is just nap together. <laughs> just, just, just nap right next to each other and call it sex. That's the bird show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show Fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.